I want, I want, close your eyes, close your eyes. I don't want you to see this. Close your eyes, close your eyes. I think, I think that this was a little later, not a late bloomer, but I think this is tail end of elementary school. You were about fifth grade, same grade. Sometimes it's a different grade. What was this person's name, your first crush? Say it. Fallon. Come Fallon. No, no, no. That's not even a comment. Dog. Oh, no, no, Yo, no, 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 give me no, no, some. I don't get it. I don't get give it. Give me some. Dude, no, I don't get it. Oh, man! <laughs> no. Dude. No, hang tight, hang tight. No. Dan's sweating, Dan's sweating. Oh, don't do it to Dan. Don't do it. Money Mondays, oh, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most special edition of the Money Mondays. We are going to blow your minds, literally, physically, mentally, on every level today. We have a special guest, co-host. My wife, Casey Loves Fitness. That's not. That's actually, actually her legal last name is Loves Fitness. <laughs> Casey's here with us today. I've been trying to get her to co-host podcasts with me over and over, and she finally said yes because we have a very special guest today that's going to blow your minds. We're also co-hosted by The Real Tarzan. This guy gets over 200 million views a month creating content with animals. We're actually here in our RV motorhome that's parked at the ranch, we are a few feet away from eight acres dedicated to our animal sanctuary. We have 85 animals and growing that Tarzan has been watching over for us and helping grow. Now, let's get right to it. Oz the Mentalist, Oz Perlman. We have watched you from the Super Bowl, Ellen, our doing stuff with Dave Portnoy, our friends, Adam Weitzman, everybody in between. So many people, you've been blowing their minds and here you are, the Money Mondays at the ranch. Welcome. There it is, in an RV. I show up, there's ostriches, there's emus, there's monitors, and there's an RV, baby. This is how you do a podcast. <laughs> so the way the Money Monday works is typically we talk about how do people make money, invest money, and give it away to charity. We're going to cover some of those topics, but to be honest, we have another reason why we want you here. We want you to blow everyone's minds, including ours. First done off- Done I'll check all those boxes. Perfect. First off, give us a quick two or three minute bio, and then we'll get straight to the money. So I am a mentalist now, which is the weirdest profession. I never would have anticipated that. And so most people know what a magician is. You think like card tricks, you pick a card, blow your mind, I pick one out. So that's what I used to do. I'm not, I love that. I'm not against it. But mentalism is kind of like a subset, a specialty where I don't need cards anymore. I don't need the props because instead of me having you pick a card, what if I could just look at you and say, here's the card I think you're going to pick, right? So I know how to study human behavior. I know how to I don't want to say manipulate because that's the wrong term. It's got nefarious purposes, but I know how to influence you in such a way that you'll think I could do anything right now, but I know you're going to change your mind twice and end up on this exact thing. My whole job is reverse engineering the human mind. Hmm. And my background is finance, man. I, I used to work <laughs> on Wall Street. So that's my backstory. I worked at Merrill Lynch. Um, a lot of my biggest clients are people within the financial services industry space. So you name the major multinational bank, I do all their events. You name private equity, hedge fund, VC, I've done all their events because kind of I know those businesses. I know those worlds inside and out. So I think my corporate experience gives me a lot of uh, advantages in my, you know, quote unquote day job where I perform all over the country. So it's interesting over the years, there's only been a few key magicians and mentalists that we've all grown up on. Yep. David Copperfield, Chris Angel, David Blaine. Like these are people that are to our minds and hearts are legendary, right? We grew up watching them on TV, seeing them in shows in Las Vegas. How do you stand out apart when there's these household names that have been around for 20, 30 years? How do you stand out apart and break totally. into the industry? So I think that there's a, a slot, like a blank space that's missing right now, which is mentalists, where if you say to anybody in this country, who's the top mentalist? First, they're going to be like, what's a mentalist, right? So you get that barrier to entry. But second, that sp space is open. 
And so for me, it's just constant momentum. Like this year, I did a lot of stuff for the NFL. I was on the Super Bowl right before. So Rihanna was the halftime I was on before. That's arguably one of the biggest TV slots of the year. There were 20 to 30 million people watching live. So those kinds of things, like constantly doing that, the momentum, I think it's like any hustle. You got to keep building and it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. So uh, I've just been kind of always doing different things on different networks. And now social media is the way of the times. You're kind of going against it if you don't think that. Most of these clips don't do nearly as well on terrestrial TV as if they blow up online. Hmm. Like I did a thing where I hacked into uh, a phone during the NFL. I did this for the Seattle Seahawks and that thing just went insane because you can see that it's not fake. I did it for DK Metcalf and you just see him grab the phone back. He's like, (laughs) get on my phone. Like he was so nervous. I'm like, what was your browser history, bro? And it was, it was like, it's, you can see the difference. So the key distinguishing point is I'm not really doing things that fool your eyes. When you think of a magician, like a Copperfield, these are legendary. Blaine carved out a whole niche because he's kind of like a stunt, you know, the stuff right. he does is, is it magic? Is it not like stabbing yourself with a needle? That's real. That's not a trick. So he's willing to go that kind of extra mile. I think my distinguishing thing is being able to get inside people's heads in a way that most folks have never seen before. So if someone wants to become a magician or a mentalist, how much money are they going to make in the first year? Is it zero? Is it 500 bucks a show? What are they going to make in their first year when they're just getting started? That's a great question. So I, I quit my day job. And if you're talking like dollars and cents, I was making almost six figures as a 21 year old, which wow. was incredible. Well, that's call it good luck. Call it getting out at the right time. If this had happened in 2009, sure. <laughs> I would have been SOL. So when I quit, I'd been doing this for two years on the side. And my backstory is when I went to college, my folks had gotten divorced and uh, I had to pay for my own college. I graduated high school when I was 16 and like they moved away. They moved to Israel and I was, I'm not saying homeless, but I had to pay for college. So I started doing this for like, I actually had to pay for my bills and I had another business installing and removing boat docks. So I was a hustler from like age 14 on, which I think gave me resilience, whatever you want to call it. I wish I had that family that was strong, but I had to pay for my own stuff. So I was doing this and the day that I quit my day job, I was doing this on the side so much that like you have to go for it at some point. You can't jump in the deep end of the pool while holding the wall. You can't do it. So I finally said, I'm going for it. I quit. And it was very, very on point is I used to do a magic trick where you take five $1 bills, you snap, they turn to 500s. Should have done it for you today. Money Mondays. I did this for the CEO of Morgan Stanley, an Australian guy named James Gorman. He didn't know that I worked at the company. Like he was at Merrill Lynch time. He didn't know. So he goes, holy crap, mate, you got to do this for us. And I'm like, I do do this here. He's like, he thought I was joking. He goes, what do you mean? And I rolled off like an acronym. I go, I work in your GTS division, in Jersey City. He goes, what? He goes, what the hell are you doing working here? And it was like a aha moment, light switch. And I quit about three weeks later. I go, if the CFO of the company, he's not the CEO at the time, is telling you why you're working here, what are you doing here? And I took that day a 50% pay cut on the next year because there's no playbook for how to be a success in entertainment. But every single year since I've grown many years exponentially and just kind of learned how to scale my business, I can only be in so many places at one time. So it's either my rates go up, higher quality or higher quantity. And at a certain point I realized which one was better for me was better quality of gigs um, and more exposure. So on a personal question, when someone says, okay, I'm making, let's just call it a hundred thousand dollars for the year. Yep. And then, they want to go do their passion, hobby, or dream, and they'll make 50000 for the year. People are scared. Yep. How, how do you think about making that step? Because you didn't know how much you are going to make in your next year. Like, no. what, what was it that made you decide, I'm going to take my leap of faith to go focus on my hobby, passion, career? 
I think there's luck and timing involved in everything in life, but you have to create your own luck. Give yourself the right situation to excel and succeed. So one of the big ones is mentors. Reach out to people that are the people you want to be one, three, five years from now and quantify those goals, which is if you're just like, what should I do? I want to be like you. Whenever somebody says that to me, I say to them, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Is it money? Because at a certain point, I'm sure you found, I found it. Once you have a certain amount of money and you're looking at a number in your account or your brokerage, it will make you more comfortable. It's a great tool. I don't know that it provides more happiness, but it definitely provides security. But if you're at that level where you're not able to put food on the table or pay your rent, it's very hard to go after the side hustle. You need to do it in steps. You need to start getting those like quantifiable steps. For me, I worked at restaurants. So I would figure out that the best restaurants are the ones with people that have money that can hire me for parties. And so I would find restaurants, win them over, go there between like 2 and 4 p.m., learn your client's mindset. When are people not busy? When am I not in the pain in the ass going up to the bartender, doing a trick for him, saying, get your manager over. And then I make it a no-lose proposition for them. I would say to the manager, hey, man, you guys love that, right? Why don't I come here on one of your not busy nights on a Tuesday and I do this stuff at your tables? No money. Don't pay me a dime. And if every single person that walks out of here doesn't say what a great time they had and they're going to come back with more of their friends next week, ding, 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 you're giving them a benefit, not about you, then don't hire me. And what's there to lose? If it doesn't work well, let's shake hands and say goodbye. And I want a decision on the spot, like a nice, strong sales lead. Do not let it fritter away. Don't let them say, I got to talk to my boss. You're going to be a star. You take a leap of faith. And then I would do that. And my closing rate was through the roof because I'm providing them a value. And then I'm doing this at a nice steakhouse, corporate accounts, people that have parties. I was in Manhattan. So I kind of kept building and building. I didn't quit my job day one. That would have been silly. I quit once I had a reliable business model and I knew, hey, what's the worst thing that happens? In a year, I'll try to get another job. So fun fact, in fifth grade, I had a magic club. Yeah. And every, every Friday at 8 a.m. I was Two nerds right here. Two nerds. <laughs> That's why I'm geeking out because every Friday at 8 a.m. I was teaching magic tricks, just little card tricks. Okay. Casey. Was that too long of an answer? I can't tell. No, everything's great. All right. Perfect. Uh, when you decided to make the leap of faith to actually take your passion for fitness... How do you decide I'm actually going to make this into a business and career? Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, I've been doing it as a career for quite some time. And I was working at Equinox for a while. And I really enjoyed that. But it became kind of difficult to live on other people's schedules in that way. Um, And so, I don't know. Eventually, we were able to build a gym in our own space and I don't. I think my I think my leap of faith was a little bit different than most people's because we had the ability of building out a gym, and so starting for me my own path was a lot easier than most. Um, but yeah. Tarzan, you were four years old running around with freaking snakes and lizards. When did you decide you're going to make that into an actual career in business? Well, one day, same as you guys had, you know, magic class at you know eight a.m. Uh, <laughs> one day we had a uh, you know career day at school, and everybody's like, I want to be an astronaut or a policeman. You know, and uh, one of my teachers told, you know, I was talking to them, like, what do you want to be? I'm like, I want to work at the zoo, but I want to work in the reptile department. So she, you know, she went through her book. She's like, that's called a herpetologist. And she taught me the word at a young age. So I went home one day. I'm like, mom, I want to be a herpetologist. And she's like, (laughs) what? What? (laughs) (laughs) Spell it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I spelled it, you know, and she's like, you really want to be a herpetologist? So ever since, even to this day, you know. I consider myself an amateur herpetologist. Yeah. You know, so I just took a leap of faith and I just stuck with it. You know, I didn't want to be a veterinarian. I didn't want to be a biologist. Even, you know, zoology was number two. But I want to be a herpetologist. Wow. Study of reptiles and amphibians. Specific. Yeah. 
It's like, if it's got warm blood, I don't want it. <laughs> right. So let's say you're a magician, a mentalist, a musician. How do you figure out your rates when you're getting started? How do you decide I'm going to charge 200 bucks, 500 bucks for a show, 1,000 bucks for a show? How do you know what to charge? I think that's funny when you're a, your service is you, right? Your service is your time, is getting competitive intel the way you would in the market. Like if you're selling a product, if you're selling this water bottle, you can go online, go to Amazon, see what they cost, right? See what it costs to produce. I think at the beginning, you need to know the power dynamic, which is that you need your client more than they need you. So, you know, if you're trying to put food in the, on your table, you can't really afford to say no yet. But as you build your business, and hopefully everything is defined by having a good product. If you're doing something, I don't like to just put it in my terms because most people listening aren't magicians or mentalists, but whatever you're doing, you need to be doing one of two things better than everyone else in your field, all your competitors, or different in some way. You need to have a unique selling proposition, Business 101, that defines you. You get in an elevator, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, I'm actually doing a show for Warren Buffett soon, nice. but you get in the elevator, you need 30 seconds, and if you can't define what you do in that amount of time, you're doing it wrong. That's I believe that, doesn't matter what, herpetologist, if you're founding a brand, you know, youngest founder of a public traded company, anything you need to be able to define. Uh, and with money at the start, I think that money comes second. Like, yes, I wanted money, but I wanted to build a great reputation for myself and see what you can kind of feel what other people are charging if you do it in a nefarious way. If you have somebody call or ask around, always have your ear up like to listen for things. Mm -hmm. I could tell you when I was starting at parties, people put you in a box. If they see me doing a kid's bar mitzvah, which is all I used to do, tons of bar and bat mitzvahs, which you'd be shocked, but in New York, people spend a ton of money on. Sure. They would never think of me as a guy they would hire for their company. You're a law firm partner. You're not going to say, let's get this guy for the retreat because they see me as that. So what I would do is kind of fake it till you make it where I'd hear them being like, oh my God, that was amazing. And we had a guy that did this. I go, I do that too. And I go, I did one last week. I didn't do anything last week. <laughs> but I'm like, oh yeah, fly me down to Myrtle Beach. And I go, you know what? Here's what I do differently. And you got to put it in their head. You need to give people that idea and listen for those leads. Never, never, never have somebody say, oh yeah, I'm having a party next month. I'll give you a call. Screw that. Yeah. Give me your card. I'm going to call you. Right. I'm going to follow up. You're losing leads. I see that with people all the time. And in my industry, I have kids that write me that are like 20, 25 and they go, should I get an agent? No, you're the best agent in the world. Nobody will represent you as well as you will. If you don't have that drive and innate hustle, no one's going to make that happen for you. So your career starts, you start making some money, you start building a personal brand. Now it's time like you go from amateur to professional to now it's like, well, oh, people really know me. I can start charging real numbers, 5,000, right. 10,000, 25,000, 50,000, whatever the number is. Right. When is that inflection point that you start to be able to say no? That's, you nailed it. Saying no has a real power to it. Now wait, to finish your other question, I think you need to get to the point where you're getting some no's. Uh, my whole big break in my career, I was on America's Got Talent. I got third on that show and that kind of like blew me up. That was jet fuel. And then I kind of went go. I went from there. But the year I was on America's Got Talent, I had 265 events. Come on. I crunched those numbers. 265 events. I was working all the time. Every Saturday, I'm doing two shows. Usually Sunday, one show. Friday, a show like nonstop. And that's not what I wanted to be long term because I was doing... No one was saying no. I was priced way too low. Everyone goes, you're how much? Yes, which is the worst feeling in the world. They're like, I was going to spend triple that shit. And so, uh, and so I didn't, I was too much of a people pleaser and I was handling my own bookings, which is the worst thing you can do. Even if you're just starting, have some sort of, some intermediary between you and whoever. You think Justin Bieber, you can get him on the phone right now to book him for a show? 
Hell no. Right. But do you think Justin Bieber is doing exactly what we're doing, breathing air? And he's a normal person. Everyone's a person. It's how many layers is it to get to that person? And if you can't make it, fake it. You can get a personal assistant. You get a fake personal assistant. You can hire somebody in a different country. There's so many ways with technology now to increase your value and make yourself less accessible in a certain way where you have emails, you have voicemails. There's just ways to create value that are already there. So there's actually a fun trick. I know some friends and musicians that were also their own assistant. For sure. And they would just email back as Jennifer or Robert as the assistant. You have you ever heard the recordings of Donald Trump when he was his own publicity person? There's a Donald Trump is on the phone. It's recorded. It's not a joke. His voice is not even changed. This is Jerry. Like he just fully. <laughs> yo, if you haven't Googled this, Google it now. It is not. It's, it's hilarious. And it's him pretending to be. It's either his PR rep. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's a publicist. It's forget. It. It's so funny. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit on the making money side. Now on the investing side, when do you start to not actually physically invest in real estate stock market. Let's take it a different level. How do you invest into your personal brand, invest into your career to grow you as a brand? So, man, in terms of investments, like I've been smart. I think that steady money wins the race and you can take big leaps. And I've seen a lot of my friends who went like heavy in crypto and they go for things and you always hear the survivorship bias of people that crushed it. And, you know, I know a kid put like 300 grand, made like $12 million during GameStop, but you won't hear the people that lost. Of course. <laughs> so I've been a very, you know, I don't want to say boring, but low cost index ETFs. They've done well for the last 120 years. I do that with the majority of my portfolio reinvesting in my own brand things that get you a value even if they're not transactional like social media over the last few years investing getting videos edited putting them up right now you don't need a gatekeeper i don't need someone on a tv network to say you've got a show he gets more views than any show on tv Seriously. think about that yeah. and with more eyeballs spread out all over the world which if you monetize i don't know whether it's products whether it's you know a variety of different ways that you can but you have that fan base and even if you're a micro niche, like I know somebody who I just talked to her the other day, she makes, she bakes like what looks like flowers. Like she makes the most beautiful pastries in the world that all look like flowers. And she wrote a book. She has a huge fan base just on this one hyper specific thing. And you can't believe it, but you can find a fan base all over the world for what you do. So my reinvestment has been reinvest in social media, um, constantly kind of be doing things that will grow my brand, come up with new tricks, come up with new material partner with other people where it's not necessarily going to make me money on day one, but look to the future on it, which is, I know that my career has a certain longevity as an entertainer. So you got to think one or two or three steps ahead. Let's go right to the charity. Cause I want to start doing some of this magical stuff that you like to work <laughs> on. Last part that we like to ask about is we talk about how to make money, how to invest money or invest into yourself. And then we talk about charity side. Yeah. How do you decide what types of charities that you get involved with and put your personal brand behind? So I'm a huge proponent of giving back. I have three kids, like uh, we have fourth one on the way, busy household. <laughs> and that's from day one, something I really want them to know because I didn't grow up with money. Like I, I was not poor, but I was definitely not. It's like what I would describe as lower middle class at the time. We never ate dessert except on my birthday. That was like a special day. And so I want them to realize how lucky they are. And that's huge on giving back. Uh, I look for charities that generally speaking, I either have a close connection with from the heart I've done a lot of stuff with children's cancer foundations because you go in there and wow, man, you're having a day and you're kind of like bitching and saying, oh right. my God, what happened? That's some real stuff right there. You go in there and like, wow. Eight-year-old eight leukemia, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. horrible. And, and I went in there and I did this one hospital. It's called the Iris Zone Foundation. Amazing network, by the way. 
And I go in there, I do stuff at the hospital. A lot of these kids are immunocompromised. So you can't you can't go in the room, but what they do, this is pre-COVID and now it's bigger. You do a TV show in their studio and they beam it out to all the different um, like rooms in 20 hospitals. And these kids call in from their beds. And one kid keeps calling in to heckle me, bro. <laughs> And off air, they tell me, hey, exactly what you just said. This kid with like 11 years old, Hodgkins, he's busting my balls. He's yeah. so funny. And he's like, you can't guess this. And I'm like, yeah, I can. He calls back. He goes, you're not going to guess that. It's, dude, it was so funny. And and I walk out of there overjoyed, yeah. more fun than any show for like 3,000 people I'm going to do. Right. And meanwhile, this kid's going through the worst hell sure. you could imagine. So I think you got to find stuff that you either have a real passion for, um, things that of the moment. I, my side hustle, I run a lot. Uh, I did this, I set a world record last year. I ran around Central Park in New York City more times in a day than anyone ever has. I ran 116 miles Whoa. in 18 hours. Uh, and I raised 116 grand for Save the Children Ukraine because it's right when that war started. And do this thing popped off, which is like, it was a good thing to do, but it was front page New York Times. I was a front cover article in New York Times. Reuters picked it up. It went global. And then we raised a ton more money. Right. So like, do good things. It's a win-win for you. It's going to make you feel good. It's the most selfish thing to give to others because it's going to make you feel good. And you kind of got to give to get. Even if you don't have as much, always try to give something. Yeah. Uh, and for charities, I mean, I could tell you the ones I support, but do your research. You want to do ones that are going to give most of that money away, not spend it on things internally. Sure. Casey, on the charity side, talk to us about Trina's Kids Foundation, Model Citizen Fund, Toy Drives. Like, How do you decide what you put your time and energy into on the charity side? I feel like you're giving me all the tough questions. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, it's pretty obvious why I got involved in these charities because of you. But I do love what we're doing. Trina's Kids Foundation um, helps a bunch of underprivileged kids that otherwise wouldn't have things like Christmas presents or an abundance of like food and even going so far as like giving them haircuts for back to school and all these things. It's just being very involved in the community. So it's not just giving them things that are kind of like bringing them joy that they wouldn't otherwise have. It's also like being involved with the actual community. And so yeah. that's amazing. And then obviously Model Citizen Fund, you started that. So I got involved there, <laughs> but 150 supply items inside of a backpack. It's just easy and makes sense. There's an abundance of homeless, unfortunately, right now, and especially in Los Angeles, where we've been for most of our relationships. So it's just good to be able to get out there and give back and see that you're really actually affecting people and seeing what they're going through and that you're able to be there for them. So, Tarzan, there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of animal charities. How the heck can you pick which ones you support? Baby elephants. <laughs> 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 In South Africa, I think they're actually in Kenya, and uh, man, just like Giraffe Manor, they do you know, giraffe conservation. They have warthogs hanging out, like Timon and Pumbaa, um, just different ones Timon that you yeah, yeah. you see on Instagram. A cute little animal you like, I'm pretty sure it needs help somewhere around the world. So, you know, same thing. Do your research, figure out who's gonna actually give back. I support Children Trust. I support uh, Giraffe Manor. So, anybody out there wanna, cool. you know, go give those guys a couple bucks, even a Instagram repost. It really goes a long way. All right. Let's dance. Let's dance. I like this. I like this. Mike's shaking it out. Yeah. Can't even see him. Just zebra prints. You got zebras behind. How about this? I like to throw things back. We were talking about what age did you say? I want to know exact age. Herpetologist, what age did you realize that? Six. Six years old, right? It's like first grade. Here's what you do. I want you to go back in time. Now, people remember things with an emotional connection. Right, you're gonna remember the teacher that changed your life. It might be first grade, third grade, you might not remember. 
emotional connections, and there's something everyone remembers. I want you to close your eyes. Now, I like to ask people who's the first person they ever kissed, right? But the thing about first kisses, two people know about it. It's two people. But the first crush, the one that got away, the one that you never, that, look at how he smiled. You said that's, that's <laughs> oh what I'm talking God. about. The first crush everybody has, everybody has. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I want you to try, I know this is putting you on spot, to picture the face of the first person you ever had a big crush on. Can you picture that face? Yeah, yeah. Open your eyes. Before today, hear me walking into this RV and asking you to think of this person. When was the last time they'd even entered your thoughts? Years Days ago. or months or years? Years. Real talk, years. Yeah, yeah. All right. Watch, here's what I do, because you asked me, what's the difference? This is not a magic trick. There's no props. I want you, without using your fingers, to count how many letters are in that person's first name just to yourself, just in your head. When you're done, say, got it. Got it. Took a second. Notice that. You're a poker player. Mm -hmm. You understand that how people react isn't as important as how long it takes them to react. Sure. Thought, what am I going to do with this hand? He didn't know it instantly. If that name is three or four letters, right. you don't count, you know. Right. But he also didn't take a while. He didn't look up. So I know it's a middle-sized name. Watch him. Five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. It's six letters, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like how Dan, I I like how Dan's like, Casey, we're not playing poker with him. We're not. We're definitely not playing poker with you. You're not invited. Mix up the letters. Six letters. Maybe I got lucky. Mix up the letters. Don't even look. and just, You just grab a letter out and just uh, like grab a letter in the middle and just think of that one letter. Don't say it. Yeah. Don't say it. How many languages do you speak? Two. Two. What's the other language? Spanish. So, no, here's why I asked. English. I like it. Spanish. <laughs> 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 yeah. Poquito Espanol. Poquito. <laughs> I speak ten percent Spanish, done, all right? He's done. He's done. Uh, he's done. Rosetta Stone. He's like Donde está el biblioteca? He's got it. He's got it. But you know what you did? You rolled your tongue, yeah. which is interesting. When, when people are Spanish speakers, they roll their tongue on two letters. R L. You thought of an L, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I knew it. Wow. I knew it. I knew it. Real talk. Because if I'm listening to this podcast or I'm watching this video, I'm gonna be like, Yo, dude, he's faking this. This is all fake. There is no way in the world I yeah, could know this. Could no I? Way, we have never met before in our no, life. No. I think. I think this was post. Herpetologist. That sounded weird. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, that sounded weird. Uh, uh, I want. I want. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I don't want you to see this. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I think. I think that this was a little later. Not a late bloomer, but I think this is tail end of elementary school. You were about fifth grade. Same grade. Sometimes it's a different grade. What was this person's name? Your first crush. Say it. Fallon. Come Fallon. On. No. Oh. No, 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 no. That's not even a comment. Dog. Okay. No, 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 Yo, no, no, give no, me no, some. I don't get it. I don't get give it. Give me some. Dude. <laughs> I don't get oh, it. Oh, man. No. No, hang tight. Hang tight. No. Dan's sweating. Dan's sweating. Oh, don't do it to Dan. Don't do it to Dan. Money Mondays, oh, baby. Dog. <laughs> now, I like to go. Bro. I like to go. Bro. That is impressive. That is, <laughs> that is impressive. I don't understand. How? Do you how do you get that? Here, let me ask you a question. You know how a podcast like this, you never know where somebody is in their stage. Uh -huh. This could be somebody watching this who's 17 who's going to be the next billionaire. Yes. This could be somebody who's 54, hates their job with a passion and is looking for what can I do to, to, to find my, my dream in life and live it out. So certain <laughs> thoughts, you could say something in this podcast that changes somebody's life in the future, Absolutely. which is amazing. Yeah. Something sets off something else. And when I ask you to think of your first crush, Fallon, I can't explain it, but a thought will lead to another thought. Does that make sense? And you thought of Fallon, but you thought of somebody else from your past. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a friend or a neighbor, but you thought of somebody else, a boy, that like that popped in your head with a weird name. But let me ask you a question. When you thought of that person, 
are they connected? Are they connected to Fallon in some way? No. Like you don't know why this person entered your brain, but I know he thought of somebody else. I know it. And so why did that one thought set off this chain reaction? That's what fascinates me in my job. Why did his thought pick? Think of this person. It's unusual, right? It, do you still keep in touch with this other person? No. no? I can't, I'm sweating. <laughs> Okay. okay. Stop. Uh, it's a guy. <laughs> yeah. You don't talk to him anymore. I haven't talked to him in decades. <laughs> decades, <laughs> and you don't know why he popped in your head. I don't know why. This is weird. This is uh, so. No. no we can on. edit no. this out if wrong. Come on. Who did you think of? What's his name? Just tell me the name. Chris. How does oh, he? No! Wait. How does he spell it? C H. Oh, Y X <laughs> with the Y. Dog, how did you do that? What? No, no, no. Dude, how did you do that? No. How? How? If I was watching it, I think it's fake. Come how? On. Come on. Almost the rubble. That's, that's not how? real. Dan, Dan. How? Dan. He told me like an odd name. I'm like, oh. Do you yeah. remember his last name? Williams. Bring him in, Chris Williams. I'm totally kidding. Dude, my heart dropped. Mike just almost fainted. Dog. His will is leaving a sizable donation to Giraffe Manor. My man almost died right there. He almost died right there. Let's say that was the past, present, future. Let's say the future. Let's say that in this seat right now, I disappear. Pow. You said a David Blaine or Chris Angel trick. I disappear. And suddenly you visualize somebody else sitting right here. And, and I want to say someone famous. Okay. This is how I construct the scenario. Someone famous, dead or alive, male or female. And the way I want you to do this is I want to make sure it's not somebody that your wife would guess because this is the closest person on earth to you. Spend day in, day out together. So you, I'm married. You start knowing your husband or wife's inner quirks. So let me ask you a question. Can you picture right here, someone's sitting here and you go, I would love to pick his or her brain. You could see that person right now. Yes. Do you think she could guess who you just thought no, of? No. Now, right off the bat, I think it's a guy. Am I right? Yeah. Do you see? He looked at her. She's like, it better be a guy. <laughs> what are you doing in that RV, Dan? <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I like, do you see how he put his arm? He's like, it's a guy, honey. It's a guy. It's a guy. It's going to be a great interview. All right. All jokes aside, all right, you're seeing this person sitting here. I don't think it's the first person that popped in your head. Am I right? Right. How many people do you think you changed before you were like, I'm going to go with him? Just one. Just one. Yeah. So you had somebody else. I always like to know how, what set off that thought. I am going to say, dead or alive, I think you're of the moment. I think it's somebody alive. Am I right? I thought so. I thought dead people, always a little creepy. Uh, <laughs> First person was dead. <laughs> First person was dead. Yeah. I knew you switched yeah. it up. He's sitting here. I want you in your mind to think of the first question you'd ask him. Would, it would be something about money. Yeah. But if you went off topic and you want to ask him one thing, just like a personal note, think right now of that question. Yeah. Smiled. He. Do you see? It's not someone, listen to me, if it's somebody serious, like a lot of time I'll do this, somebody picks, if they're a World War II buff, they pick Winston Churchill and they get serious. He smiled. The person's making him laugh. Somebody funny, taller, it's a guy, curly hair, Will Ferrell, is that right? What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. that's not possible. Look. I would not have guessed that. No, look. What? I love Will Ferrell. How? That's cool. No, I would have never possible. guessed that. No, I actually have chills. That's not possible. What? <laughs> I went from Harry Houdini to Will Ferrell. <laughs> I know. It's Harry Houdini. That's why. Harry Houdini's coming back. You know, no, imagine we go right now. Shit. We're talking about money. We're talking about making wow. money. No, you know that what separates me from your money is one thing, which Probably. is in essence your ATM pin code. If I got your card, I can go in. I can tap the bank, baby. Here's what you do. I want you to imagine mm -hmm. that you swipe your card and you type in your ATM pin code. Mm -hmm. We don't do it as much online banking. Do you know her pin code? No. 
What? Look at this. All right. Let's try and get out Dan's head. He's easy to read. <laughs> Casey's like putting in a shield. All right. I want you to think well, of the first number. Well, you're trying to steal my number. ATM code. Are you okay if I, if I reveal this to them or my just to you? My ATM code? Yeah, if I were to try and get it. <laughs> we can change it. Can you change it? Because some people don't want me to. They want me to just tell you. Can we do a different code? <laughs> you know what? Here's what I do. I want you to lie to me. It's like social security number next. <laughs> yeah. We got everything. Quick. Casey loves fitness. Take everything. That's how I make money. It's pro bono work. I got a guy in Eastern Europe cleaning out accounts. <laughs> Lie to me. Okay. Don't tell me your real code. Okay. Unless you want to. <laughs> but you can't do just a simple pattern. Don't say one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. And don't do five, 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 Got five, five. Quick, give me a random four digit number that's not yours. Go. 1254. Okay. People lie in similar ways, mm -hmm. especially when they're rushed. If you give someone time, they can kind of overcome it with double reverse psychology, but you didn't. So I think that something you did, first off, nobody ever does the same first number. On my life, there's no way that hers num starts with the one. Does it start with the one? No. Of course not. Nobody would do that. That'd be silly. So I know it's not a one. Most people try to switch three of the numbers and they always miss one. And what I mean is the order. Sometimes they'll put out of order, but almost always it flows that way. So watch. And she smiled, which means I got a hit, which means she's annoyed that she fell into the trap. So I bet you one of these, and I know it's not this one, which means this one, this one, or this one is in the right order. I'm telling you. And then I'm watching you, and I think I know which one because you looked at it twice. Okay. I'm going to cross these out. Is there any way in the world I can know this? Have you ever no. said it out loud? Have you written it down somewhere? Have you told anyone? Your husband doesn't even know. All right. All right. Think of the first number again. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero. Think of the second number. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, zero. That went lower. I think you moved it here. <laughs> Think of the last number and imagine you're typing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, zero. One question. You went in a down pattern. The last number is the biggest out of your code, isn't it? Am I right? You it, know, I think it's just I'm a really good liar. Cause no. It's not. It's not. Totally fine. I'm gonna go with it. The third number is the biggest, isn't it? No. No? <laughs> Huh. First number is a four. I don't know if you're still tricking me. And I'm telling you the truth. You started with a four, didn't you? It starts with a four? My actual number? Oh, yeah, your ATM pin code. No. No? No. <laughs> Am I way off here? It might be. Let's see. Why? Well, you got to tell me the truth because I got to see I'm going to tell you the truth. Does it, the first number is a four? The first number is not a four. Not a four? No. Okay, you will on. not be stealing my money. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Which number am I off on? Let's see about this. What has he got? I was like, what does he have in his pocket? I'm going to write this down. I'm going to show you. I'm going to do the last two numbers. There we go. Okay. What do you think, Mike? All right, we'll see about this. I do think you might have gotten that. That you did, right? It doesn't end in a six and a five, does it? No. Tell us, what does it end in? I'm not going to give them the whole thing. Say, what are the last two digits? Four, three. Tell her what I wrote. Were you not looking over my shoulder? Tell her what I wrote. I wrote down 43 for the end. I'm not going to give the rest away. I know it. But that's what we'll stop there. That's for you. That's crazy. Michael, don't look. He's like trying to figure out the first two. I see him. I see him too. I see him too. <laughs> I'll whisper it later. Where are we at on time? Should we end big? We have five more minutes. All right. We'll end big. Wait, uh, you have your phone? Yeah. Grab your phone. Go to your contacts. Yeah. He's got a lot of contacts. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. Wow. And, and, and hold it like this so I can't see. Hold sure, it sure, I get it. And scroll through. 
How many of those people do you think you know? No, like personally? Or yeah, like... personally. Because, you know, every time you get a new phone, you get new contacts, but those people aren't always there. How many of those people do you think you know roughly? 2,000. Of those people. <laughs> He's like, there's 12,000. Flex. Here's all you do. I'm going to have you pick somebody. Don't call somebody, but you're going to do this in a funny way, and I want you to be surprised. You go to Vegas, you roll dice, you don't know what they're going to end up on. Can I turn it? Just turn it to the camera just so I can see. Is it scrolling? Yeah. Take it, but tip down, out of sight. So Casey can't see, you can't. No, no, I don't want you oh, to see. Okay. Is it moving? Mike, can you look? Is it moving? Sure. So you're going to scroll, but try not to like land on someone, if that makes sense. You with me? Just yeah. kind of scroll. And, and whenever you want, say I'm done. Scroll a little lower. Don't go all the way to Z. Don't go all the way to A. Just kind of stop in the middle. Is that it? Yeah. Bring it against your chest. Okay. It's not one name. I'm just making sure you understand. You are scrolling. You're going to be on a list. Yeah. If I handed you a book off your library shelf and you opened it, where would your eyes naturally go? Would they go in the middle of the page, middle. the bottom or the top? Middle? middle? Yeah. You like to cheat. Get ahead. I like that too. Um, it, just <laughs> check. I've been talking for more than 15 seconds. Did it lock? Yeah. That I was talking to him. Unlock it. Yeah. See where you landed. Yeah. Look in the middle of the page at a name right now. Okay. You got one? Yeah. Okay. Look at me. It's a guy. Am I right? I can always tell body language. Women versus guy. Whenever a guy thinks of a girl, there's always a smile. There's always a look. I want you to do this. Start there at that guy's name and keep looking up. Keep going up. Don't move the page. Just go up until you run out of names. Yep. Now, I don't know your font size. So most people have 10 to 20 names. I think you looked at I hope you get this one. three people. And then the last one that you looked at, you you like, you like chuckled and you had, you had awareness, but you said how, which was funny. The, the person you just looked at last... You just said, I hope you get this. Yeah. For some reason, you found it fascinating. Yeah. Is that right? I hope you get this. Okay, lock your phone. Lock your phone. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I like you to pick. I, I want to send them the clip if you get okay, this. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, just so I have a clue, because if it's a restaurant or an email, I always get messed up with that. It's not an email address, is it? No, it's a person. Okay. If it's like at Hotmail, I'm going to judge them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I think this is a guy also. Yeah. I think there were three guys. There was one girl, and then there was a guy. Think of this guy. First and last name? Are you thinking of both? Both, yeah. Okay. What should we do? What should we do? I want to send the clip. Please get okay, it. Okay, okay. Quick, quick, quick. Look at me. Took out your phone. You scrolled. You didn't pick one name. You changed your mind three or four times. Think of the first name. Think of the first letter. Chopping sound. Sierra K. It's a Sierra K. Oh, my God. He's going to get it. Oh, my God. He's going to get it. Don't say. Don't say. Can I ask you a question? Is there, is this person, you know, when somebody's like um, a, a junior or like in a lineage, there's not, this, that doesn't make sense. There's, I got to ask you a weird thing. Do you guys see that? I'm really sorry if it yeah, looks yeah, kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is there, is there, tell us, who did you think of? <laughs> Kevin Hart. When did you get his number? 2019. 2019! <laughs> That's possible. No, that's what it says in my phone. What is going on? No, that's how it says in my phone. 2019. Kevin Hart, 2019. <laughs> no, how that's possible? That's how that possible. What? I literally saved the date, the year. Dude. No, I don't get it. No. We're sending this to Kevin Hart. You know what? We're ending big. We're ending big, Mike. No, the real Tarzan. Double N, baby. No. Here's what I want you to do. I want to call him right now. Here's no, what I want to do. I don't understand. We discussed. <laughs> I. That something important is this podcast is all about the hustle, working, building, but at a certain point in life, you got to along the way, enjoy. You got to smell the roses, man. I've seen too many people that work too hard for too many years and they don't realize along the way. My, What's your sweet spot? I'm assuming with animals, enjoying life. How about this? Let's say you're relaxing. You sit down on that couch. 
and we break out a TV. This is what I want you to picture. And you sit down, you lay into that, and you don't go to Netflix or Hulu and pick a movie. Because there's something about picking a movie that's a struggle. But there used to be old school cable where you just turn it on and a movie was on. It feels like sliding into a warm bed. And you're like, yeah, I'm just going to sit down and get into this. And, and I asked you to think of a movie, to pick a movie that like, it, I don't know if it's comfortable, if you like it, if you don't like it, whether it's random, but something rewatchable that you could just jump in the middle and, and be right in it. Can you picture yourself sitting down on a couch and turning on the TV and bam, this movie is on. Can you do it? Yeah. Do they have any idea what you would have picked? No. Would anybody hear? No trick, no nothing. You sat down, you imagine your mind seeing a movie. This could be any movie, 90s, 80s, modern day. Say it. What movie were you picturing? You sat down on that couch. What just turned on the TV? Say it. Rocky. Rocky. Man, it's getting me fired up, baby. I love it. it. Who doesn't? Get me fired up. You know what? Be honest. Swear to God. Did I tell you to do this? Did I set this up or influence you to say you got to pick Rocky or you could have picked dozens of movies? Dozens of movies. Get me fired up, man. I'm starting to sweat. You made that choice in your mind. I made a choice this morning. I made a choice to put on this Come on! exact shirt <laughs> this morning, baby. Oh. Rocky! You wear that shirt! What are you doing? What is going on? What are you doing? No, no. What are you doing? Wait a minute, I'm going to need some answers here. What is going on? Roger needs to get out of the RV. I don't know if you know. We're one cameraman down in here. He's hyperventilating. What? How? This man is not scared of venomous snakes. Or rhinoceros, but I have made him officially fearful. That's <laughs> that was the goal for today. On? What is going on? No, I don't. Understand. What is going on? No, I don't understand. How? I thought I grew up studying I've this stuff. And I have no idea what's going on. The whole time and Rocky's and right you know there, baby. Freaking Rocky! Right there, on. right there. Adrian. <laughs> now Dan's gonna be trying to hack this for. No, I have no all, idea. He's not gonna Because Kevin Hart has a different. If you go right up above it, there's a different year, 2022. It's a different <laughs> phone number. So why do you write 2019? How is that possible? Uh, I didn't even think about. I didn't. Even, I should have deleted the old number. Why is it there? Why does he know that? I don't understand. Bro, I'm trying to see if you have very reflective eyeballs. Or in 1999. <laughs> you have to tell me. I know. I know. 99. How I've, old were you? I've been no DMing order. Fallon. She still got it. She still got <laughs> I don't it. I know about this. That's it. Mom's just found out. Got weird. <laughs> Shout out to Fallon ninety nine. Oh All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've watched the most special edition of the Money Mondays. I'm not sure how we're gonna ever top this. Uh, we have some favors of you. Please share the conversation about money. We want to help change our economy, our society, where we grew up thinking it's rude to talk about money. We think it's rude to not talk about money. That's why there's a lot of financial pain in this country. We want to help fix it. We're going to be doing this for decades. We're going to be out here. Um, hopefully, we're going to get Oz back here because I, I I really don't. Like, round one. <laughs> round one. Rocky ah, comes back stronger, round two. <laughs> I don't understand at all. So please share, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, make sure you follow Oz the Mentalist on Instagram and all social media platforms. The Real Tarzan, Casey Loves Fitness, and we will see you guys soon. <laughs>